0: Welcome back to the Barca Breakdown. My name is Adam. I'm here with you. What's up, guys? And we have some big news to cover after you hit that subscribe button, because today we're talking about Xavi and his new rules he's implementing. Danny Alves coming back to Barcelona. We'll talk about Sergio Aguero, the surprise player who Xavi is apparently loving and training, and then Laporta... Hinting that Raheem Sterling could come here in the winter, use. So let's get after it, right? Because the first big thing we want to cover is Xavi and the rules he's put in place to try and continue what we discussed in our last video about, you know, Xavi restoring rules and order and some semblance of a,
1: you know, a, a structure to the team. So why don't you go over the rules, use? Sure. So he had 10 rules, starting with mostly uh, time constraints. So players must arrive for training an hour and a half before it starts. Uh, Team must get in for training two hours before it starts. Players must have lunch at the training ground. Uh, There's fines introduced for being late. Uh, Exponentially increasing fines, curfews. Uh, 48 hours before the game. It's a meritocracy, basically. Uh, If you perform well, you play. Extracurricular activities will be monitored and denied if they are bad or they're time-consuming. High-risk activities are banned. And then, like, swimming, which was mentioned. And players must be positive representatives of the club. So these are, like his 10 rules for making sure that our young players, especially many young players that we have, are staying on point. They are um, adhering to the rules, obviously, and making sure that, you know, people aren't just doing whatever they want to do, right? Because there's plenty of times where we've had instances, and especially, for example, when Dembele first came to the team, he was always arriving late to practice, and he is the first one to be fined for this uh, being late thing. So, Unfortunately for Dembele, even though after Javi talked about very positive, positively of him, um, he's the first one to get fined. But, you know, I think the finding thing is kind of odd to me because I, there's got to be another way to discipline the people other than fining them. But, I mean, I know you have a different take on that, Adam. Well, I don't
0: think it's that important. But, yeah, I mean, with professional <laughs> sports, fining is, like, the number one thing to do because there's not that many more things you can do without harming the team. And the coach, of course, needs the team to win. But really what I think this does is it helps, you know, bring a camaraderie, right? Especially some of those minor things like eating lunch together at the um, training ground. True. There has been an issue for the last few weeks, months, maybe years, right? Where we see two things. One, we always talk about is the team crumbling under pressure. And two is some of these games, we don't see the team really give their all. And we get big leads like we did, right? Just before the break, 3-0 lead that we gave up to Celta Vigo. We get these big leads. And then all of a sudden, and we kind of quit on each other and everyone kind of runs around like a headless chicken. And so I think what Javi's trying to do here is get everyone back on the same page and have a have a camaraderie where it's like the person to your left, to your right in front of you, like you are playing together as one unit to help the team win. And I just I feel like you know we've been we've been kind of lacking that camaraderie and that teammate. Um, aspect of the game. And then as well, we've been lacking the enjoyment, right? A, a big Frankie DeJong fan as myself, I've been noticing that Frankie not only looks lost because of his positioning, but it just doesn't seem like he's enjoying the game, which is certainly a natural reaction to not playing well. But I, I think there's something else there. Right. Like, you know, we look at Messi, greatest player of all time in Argentina, for example, like you always see him around his team laughing, smiling. Uh, I feel like when you see other team pictures like Bayern Munich, they're always seeming to get along. And I just feel like there's not that tight knit bond amongst our team that you'd want to see, especially when you have a core group of youngsters. Right. Because Xavi's not here for a temporary stay. He's here to build a project. And I think building begins with that initial connection between the team so that, you know, uh, everyone's out there fighting for each other.
1: No, I totally, that's a great point. I didn't even really, uh, really put my nose on that one. But it, I think it's also important because, uh, you know, we have a lot of seniors still and a lot of seniors that are not leading the team. And so I think that will definitely help them do that because who knows, uh, I'm sure there's some type of uh, small niches or niches, right, uh, between the players. I'm sure certain players get along better with other players. And, Possibly just because they don't spend a lot of time together, who knows? But I think this is a definitely a great thing to do. Um, and I think you mentioned this in the last video. It seems very uh, militaristic, but I think at the time that we're in right now, there's a lot of turmoil. I think this is something that we definitely need to do and uh, get get our team back in the right headspace. And I think to transition a little bit here, I think that's why Danny Alves is coming in. He's a senior player. He's done uh, wonderful at Barca, many trophies, great success. Not just and many, knows, right? Dani Alves uh-huh. is
0: literally the player with the most trophies in soccer history. I believe he has 43. And, it, it, you know, what's funny is it kind of it shows a little bit more of just how Xavi is really all-encompassing and taking over the team in a good way, right? And, and this goes back to our last video when we're talking about Xavi. He wanted to come into a post-Messi Barca so that he could have full control, uh, again to help shape the team into what it can be and you know the board has been dilly-daddling around for like a month now we've heard rumors that Xavi might be coming and then boom all of a sudden or that that um Danny Alves might Danny be coming Alves. and then boom all of a sudden what Javi does is he says hey I want Danny Alves on board and then within 12 hours we basically have signed him and so you know it's just another example of Javi um, kind of putting his mark on the team
1: yeah, and I think Danny Alves made a post on Instagram and just saying how much he loved the team and how hard he's worked to come back to the team. And that's one of the things, showing passion for the team and come wanting to kind of bring them back from the ashes, like the Phoenix that we are right now, we're developing into. Uh, I think that we have to get... Somebody who loves the team, but you know, at the same time, he's an older player, and I think in in the past we complained about some of these older players coming to the team or uh, still on the team taking up fines. But I think he's coming back on a low salary. Um, he's there to really dig us out of a, a hole that we've dug over the last few years uh, under Bartomeu under. Uh, 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 Setien, Komen, for example. Well, I really see Danny Alves as uh like a
0: leader, right? A big reason we're going to get him is because we need his leadership in the clubhouse. And with so many young players to have someone who's won so many trophies, that's a huge experience boost for them. And then on top of that, it's not just that he's won so many trophies, but there is a certain, as is just renowned with Danny Alves and his time with us and his whole career, he has a very playful and joyful nature. And so he's really, you know, what they call a locker room guy, right? I don't think Danny Alves is going to play any of our big matches uh, unless he like somehow comes out as you know still good at his old age, but I think he's there to <laughs> give that leadership. You know, show players that you can mix both play with a great performance on the field, and then you know finally we've been kind of in this no man's land ever since Danny Alvez left in 2016, where we haven't had a really good right back in all that time. Dest is a player we're hoping is going to be that, and I think to have Danny Alves there to kind of coach him and make sure we bring out the best in him, it's going to be really good for the the locker room.
1: Yeah. And we definitely need to get Sergio Roberto out of that area, yep. um, even though Des has been playing in the wing so much. But we, we, I think we have lacked uh, width in general, not only due to injured players, but also due to um, young players, due to just not the uh, training based around that. And so I think it'll definitely help us for sure. Well, but let's, uh, let's uh-huh. move
0: on, Yus, because I have a question yeah. for you. You won't believe this, even though I already know you know the answer. (laughs) It's rhetorical. But can you believe the player who is just really shocking Xavi in training so far?
1: It's uh, Mr. Umtiti, the one that has cried to Laporta and made this drama and has been injured. Umtiti is uh really like a
0: cat, right? He has nine lives. It feels like every (laughs) two or three months... We hear a story uh-huh. about Umtiti coming back, then he comes back and he's not that good. Then, you know, a new season comes, he's all of a sudden showing promise. And yeah, in training, Javi has been really, really impressed by Umtiti. He even like stood Umtiti out and said, like, hey, you're doing a really good job. Some of his teammates clapped, and it looks like Umtiti could get some more time. And it should be really interesting to see because that again goes back to Javi's rules. He really wants to have a meritocracy, right? Where we're starting from a sure. clean slate and Javi and, and in the in the Javi presentation video we did, we covered how Javi's said, Lenglet, Umtiti, I haven't seen them with my own eyes. I need to see them before I judge. And now he's seen Umtiti Mm -hmm. and likes him a lot. And it should be really interesting to see because I think, you know, in Javi's new play style and the new um, way we're going to build from the back, uh, a center back who can pass really well is really important. And Umtiti definitely covers that. Um, that's always been his great skill. It's just in the last few years we've seen, of course, ever since that infamous knee injury in the World Cup, he's a lot slower. So even last year when he came, I think against Bilbao, he had a good game, but then you know kind of fell fell to the wayside because he's just not fast enough. So it should be interesting to see if Umtiti is somehow able to keep up, of course, his good passing abilities, but then also get some speed back.
1: Well, I just also want to say that I think it's really good that uh, he's giving him and TT this kind of praise, this uh, recognition, because I know it's really hard for a player to be uh, off injury, but it also uh, revitalizes the younger players too to see something like that. It really boosts their uh, positive thinking and Why? probably some, you know, team building. Right? Why? Uh, because I mean, like, if you think about it, a player being out for so long has gone through so many hardships it's um, really heartwarming to see somebody that has been struggling so hard. And I think under Komen, you know, I he wanted to come back and show who he was capable of, but I don't think he had those opportunities. Komen didn't seem to favor him. Komen didn't seem to favor a lot of players. Example, Ricky Pooch. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the end of the day, like I- it shows that if you work hard enough, especially if you're a young player, he's going to give you the opportunity and the recognition, and anyb- everybody loves recognition. It makes them feel good, it makes them perform better, it makes them want to perform for the coach, right? Like If a coach is always putting you down, I think uh, like Pianich, for example, really didn't have a good relationship with Komen. Yeah. It always seemed like he was uh, uh, in a negative headspace about his performances, even though he was saying he worked so hard in practice, but Komen didn't seem to notice, right? Javi giving these people the attention the time and you know just a po- overall positive thing in this circumstance
0: sure and I think to wrap it up the last thing we have to talk about is there has been like you said an issue with width at Barcelona especially mm-hmm. with Dembele's injury issues and then again on the right side we never really have anyone to occupy that space we haven't for like five years ever since Messi's kind of moved centrally and then of course with Messi gone we tried this season under Komen to put Dest as the right wing and It had kind of mixed reviews, but there's a player at Manchester City, Raheem Sterling, one of my favorite players. City is one of the teams I support, and, you know, four years ago, I thought Raheem Sterling was going to quickly become one of the best players in the world. He has fallen a little bit to the wayside under Pep Guardiola and Man City lately uh, after having some hard times, you know, converting goals and and not being at the level he was two or three seasons ago. But there's been rumors that, that Barca might try and go for a loan deal during the winter break, and Laporta now is reportedly given an off-the-record comment to 64 journalists that bars are going for Raheem Sterling, right? And so the first thing that's obvious is, hey... I know it's an off-the-record comment. You're not supposed to report it. But if he's doing it in front of 64 journalists, I have a feeling Laporta kind of knows it's going to get out there. Sure. And it's the type of low-risk comment where he's getting excitement for the fans. At the same time, if it doesn't go through, he'll be like, "Juan well, never officially said that. Uh, but then on the other sure. end, I, Raheem Sterling's is a really exciting player. He's had some issues losing the ball, but I, I think he could you know, be a really wonderful addition. I mean, it's kind of crazy when we have Depay, Fatih, um, Dembele, Aguero, Braithwaite that we need more players up front when you really think <laughs> of our defense as the part that's lacking but with so many injuries I feel like a right winger, yeah. left winger could be really good for us
1: I just don't know how we're going to afford him If What's well, a loan case. deal?
0: Loans are usually not that uh, bad
1: Okay Makes sense. Um, yeah, the last thing we're going to, as you mentioned, Aguero. Uh, we're not a hundred percent sure if he's going to come back from his injury. He's ha- still having some heart issues. As well, the, uh, the new report previously. is that it's
0: worse, right? Mm-hmm. Is that like there is yeah. doesn't does not look to be an improvement, and that it's looking more likely that he might have to retire. But like we, like they said before, right? he had 90 days to kind of be under observation. He can't play. And then they're going to do a reassessment. Just the l- recent reports really look bad. And so, you know, Yus and I just want to, and I think all Barca fans, want to wish him the best and hope he recovers yeah. quickly.
1: No, definitely. But with, with that, guys, smash the subscribe button because we're going to get the latest news, especially coming up in the next week. We're going to have a game on November 20th. So stay tuned, bringing you everything we got. Thanks, guys. Thank you.